What's up everyone, it's Matthew here at Midland Pictures. I wanted to talk today about a big decision I made a few weeks ago with regards to my vlogging rig. I didn't have one before, but I had three cameras that I could have tried to use for a vlogging rig, but I thought that I needed something that was going to be a little bit more mobile. Check out this video and I'll talk more about the decision I made and how I feel about it. Thanks for watching. Okay, so first of all, this setup is on our new vlogging rig, and I'm just kind of messing around with this camera and trying to figure out some of its settings. So to give you an idea of what I've got going on right now, I'm sitting in my studio. It's 2.30 uh, in the afternoon, so I've got some window light coming in from a window over here. Uh, I have the door behind me with sort of uh, a blind on there that's kind of diffusing light, but you can see it's pretty you know, blown out here. I just wanted to play around with some of the natural lighting in the studio and um, I needed to get a little bit more light uh, on my face to get the exposure up a little bit. So I'm using uh, my brand new Aperture Amaran M9 light, uh, that little tiny LED. Normally I wouldn't use that as a key light, but I wanted to see what it would look like for the video if I use something incredibly simple, incredibly quick, incredibly easy. Uh, just to put in a little bit of extra light. I think it's gonna be a little harsh and not quite diffused. Uh, you can see I've got like this crazy light on my neck here, but then it all drops off. So I've got light sources from over here that are, you know, just kind of making things not exactly how uh, you should do it. But again, just out of curiosity, see what you guys think. Let me know uh, and, uh, you know, talk to me about some of the lighting things that you use. Normally I use my Aperture 120D with a big softbox on it and a grid, uh, but uh, some of this vlogging I want to try to do quickly so that it's not as big of a setup process. Now obviously I'm nuts about quality, I really want things to look good, but there's something about having this new vlogging rig that I like where I can just kind of quickly set it up press record and start talking to you guys about what's going on with me, with Midland Pictures, and some of the stuff that we're doing. Uh, one last little detail about uh, the lens I'm using. I dug out this old Canon 28 millimeter uh, 2.8 lens. It's just a little prime lens. I'm not even sure where I got it, honestly. I think uh, maybe a friend let me use it and they never cared to get it back and it just kind of got mixed into the shuffle with all the other lenses that we have. Well, I don't want to say all the other lenses that we have. We don't have that many. Um, it's pretty loud as far as the autofocus goes. You might have heard that. So this isn't something that we're going to use regularly, but I just wanted to try it, see how it looked, uh, and uh, see what you guys think. The other thing is, is normally I've been lobbing myself with the Tascam, um, a Tascam DR210L. I can't remember the number of it. I'll put a little title bar up with the actual model number. But I had bought this Movo. Uh, cardioid mic and it's mounted on my vlogging rig right now and I'm curious what kind of sound quality I have just with that mic. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. Uh, is it good? No good? Should I upgrade to that Rode VideoMic Pro Plus which I'm really dying to have but oh 300 bucks it's so expensive. 300 bucks here, 400 there, 500 there, constantly buying gear it's always a struggle. So speaking of buying gear, the vlogging rig. Okay so the three cameras that we have, we have a C100 Mark I, a C100 Mark II, and a Sony a6500, which I have right here. 
So this was what I was thinking of using as the vlogging rig. But the big issue with this is that the screen doesn't flip out. And it's just so much easier to use a flip out screen to make sure that your frame's good, that nothing weird's happening. You know, I keep kind of glancing over at the, the LCD and the flip out display. It's a little distracting at times, and as I get used to vlogging, I think that'll come down a little bit. But this camera was really going to make it difficult to do the self-filming portion of the vlog. I've got the Gorillapod, you know, which is kind of standard equipment for vloggers. And I really want to be able to go out and about and be able to film myself very easily with a lightweight camera. Uh, with a flip out screen uh, and some pretty easy menu and settings to navigate. And this just... Ugh. I really like the a6500, but it is much more difficult to use than the Canon cameras I'm used to. Even on our normal shoots, when we use this as uh, a quick B-roll camera or on our gimbal or a little C camera, just, you know, when we want to do 120 frames per second because not, none of our Canon cameras do. Um, it's come in handy, but I've got so many gripes. Uh, the menu system is, is just more complicated for me. I think some people like the complexity of it uh, and how in-depth it is. Um, there's a lot of settings with weird terminology that just aren't intuitive to me to understand how to manipulate. And uh, the no flip out screen and the 4K and the dimming of the screen at 4K just drives me absolutely nuts. I haven't used this camera a lot for photography and with the K-John it's a little heavier but it gives it some bulk that I do like about the Canon DSLRs. This being a mirrorless its form factor is much smaller. But then again, without the cage, I like it a lot for travel. The big plus for this is 4K. I don't really want to film the vlog in 4K. I just simply don't need to, but I do like having 4K uh, footage out of this camera because it's nice to be able to have the uh, resolution that gives us some latitude to kind of mess with some shots, especially locked off shots where we can make camera animations and moves in our editing software. So we're sitting here as a company and me, uh, as someone who really wants to expand our brand, really wants to connect with an audience, really wants to uh, do these videos on a regular basis for YouTube. And this was just a tool that created too many inconveniences for me. It was making it really difficult to uh, get out there and just press record and start speaking. I was really torn when trying to figure out what camera to use because we also have the C100 Mark II and it has a flip out screen and I love it. I actually use it in here to film a lot of the vlog videos that, uh, that you've seen before. I was using the flip out screen. It is a little small, especially because I was shooting at, you know, having the camera set up a good five plus feet away. It's kind of hard to see the display. And then that camera on a Gorillapod is possible, but holding it, it's just, it's just not an easy way to do it. So I felt sort of stuck and the real options that I had for using for vlogging, uh, I felt was the GH5 and the Canon 60 Mark II. So in looking at the features, there's obviously pros and cons to each. What I really liked about the GH5, the biggest thing for me was that it can record in 10-bit 422. The issues that I had with it was it's a new set of lenses, it's a crop sensor, and the autofocus, even with the firmware update, is difficult to work with. The other issue is simply mixing the footage, the color science of the GH5, although with some advanced color grading abilities and techniques, you might be able to match it with uh, the Canon stuff. But I really just struggle to match 
between cameras. I mean, I struggle to match between different Canon cameras sometimes, but to me it's a lot easier than mixing between Sony and Canon, Panasonic and Canon. And I know a lot of you guys out there do that and it works out great for you, but it's just an aspect of the workflow that creates a little bit more work and I'm trying to be as efficient as possible. So those were my issues with the GH5. And then the Canon 6D Mark II is a really frustrating camera. I purchased it a few weeks ago. Canon reduced the price and uh, there's a big uh, store here in town called Nebraska Furniture Mart and they do a really great job of matching prices with other online retailers like Amazon and B&H. So B&H had that camera up with the battery grip and a 64 gigabyte memory card. I think the actual package we referenced in the sale uh, at NFM had a couple extra things like a shoulder bag and a little tripod. Honestly, I didn't really care about that stuff. Uh, I didn't care for NFM to try to match that, but they did match the price as well as the battery grip and the memory card uh, for $15.99. So, that to me was a pretty good price point to have the start of a vlogging rig. So I decided to go with the 6D Mark II. I watched a lot of reviews and saw a lot of other YouTubers that had some frustration with the camera. And the biggest thing for me that was an issue was the compression. The fact that it doesn't use all I and uses IPB was really, really upsetting. DJ and I, uh, used RC100, which I know is a significant leap from the 6D Mark II, um, but we used that camera to just do some quick tests uh, and filmed, uh, just filmed him talking to camera, uh, him doing some stuff in front of camera. You could really see in the tattoos on his arm, he has kind of, he's got a, uh, I think a, I think a full sleeve. DJ, do you have a full sleeve? I can't remember. But he's got, you know, mostly, you know, most of his arm covered in tattoos and the 6D, the images, uh, of the tattoo was just so muddy and blurred and mush and the C100 was so crisp and beautiful and I get it it's a 4k super 35 sensor and it's downscaling to 1080 it's known for its crispness it's known for its sharpness and the 6D just paled in comparison that was really really uh, unfortunate and upsetting about the camera and I'm sure even right now as you're watching this you might notice that compared to some of my other videos, it just has a little bit of a blurriness to it, and that is that IPB comp compression. A few other vloggers have explained it. I'm not gonna get into the technical stuff about it, but you guys can check it out on some of the other YouTube videos that are out there. It's pretty easy, they're pretty easy to find. I don't really care that the camera can't do 4K because the bulk of what we do is recorded in 1080, and we never were really serious about using the 6D Mark II as like a third camera for B-roll and stuff, although I would love to get it on a gimbal and use it for those situations. I was going to sell the Sony a6500 to help pay for the 6D Mark II, but we just used this on a shoot that we booked last week uh, not on the gimbal, but as just sort of a C camera on a uh, on a product shoot that we did, and I just felt like if I didn't have this, I would not have all the tools that I need to film some of the uh, for some of the clients that we have. So I'm really hesitant to get rid of the A6500. I'm gonna hang on to it for a little while and see how things pan out with a few more shoots. And if we continue to use it, especially on our gimbal, um, I might just end up keeping it and try to really buckle down and pay off that 
1600 plus dollars that, that I spent on the 6D Mark II. Some of the other issues that I have with the 6D Mark II, one of the biggest ones is that you can't use it with an external recorder. I don't understand why the 7D Mark II can be used with an external recorder and the 5D Mark III and the Mark IV can, but the 6D Mark II can't. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. What we could do with this camera um, by being able to record a ProRes, I think would be significantly helpful for us in our production and post-production workflow, especially if it could kick out 10-bit. Uh, not even the C100 kicks out 10-bit uh, from the HDMI port, so I think it's a pipe dream to expect that or hope for that with the 6D Mark II. So that was uh, a little bit disappointing. The other thing, I'm kind of jumping around here and I apologize, this is kind of just a stream of consciousness, but um, the other thing that really uh, lured me towards the 6D Mark II was the autofocus, the dual pixel CMOS autofocus, which we have on both of the Canon C100s that we have works awesome. Um, the face tracking, the touch screen, all of that stuff I'm so happy with. Uh, I think it works really well. I've got nice crisp images minus the IPP blurriness that we get. I haven't really done a lot of vlogging, handheld vlogging. You saw one of the previous videos that I posted was about sort of part four of our studio upgrade. Um, and I thought it worked really well. I wasn't as good with doing it yet because I still need to practice. Um, but uh, I was happy overall with uh, the dual pixel autofocus. So those were some of the big things that really disappointed me about the camera. The IPB, um, no external recorders, uh, that kind of stuff just puzzles me when it comes to this camera that with where it is in Canon's lineup I think should have uh, some more power to it, some more robustness, but you know not necessarily poach from people who might want a 5D or even a C100. Uh, some of the other vloggers and YouTubers posted about that it didn't have a headphone jack, that the preamp isn't that great, uh, that it didn't have any dual slot recording capability. That stuff doesn't really bother me as much because we're focusing on using this more as a vlogging rig. Whereas if I was, you know, an upstart production company or really looking to get into professional videography and the 6D was sort of my main camera, I'd be a little bit more upset about some of that stuff. But for us, this is really sort of the fourth camera in our lineup. It's not one of the cameras that we plan to use primarily on our commercial shoots. So that wasn't as big of a deal to me, although those improvements would certainly be welcome. Low light performance, is another one that comes up a lot. Again, we don't shoot in a lot of low light situations with this camera. We don't do weddings and the event videography that we usually do is in fairly well lit areas like gymnasiums and church services and uh, big convention hall events. The other, the other aspect is that it's all outside. So we really don't have any issues with low light uh, when dealing with that. We don't do a lot of night shoots, especially exterior nights. Uh, and if we did, we would use the Canon C100s primarily anyway. I did for one point consider two other options. They're both Canon options. The Canon 80D, which does record in the all-eye compression, has a flip-out screen, but the big issue with that was the crop sensor. Uh, because we do some personal photography, uh, I do. Again, nothing mind-blowing or high-end, but I do like to use 
the, these cameras when we go on trips and things like that. I really wanted that full frame sensor. So I found that that was the big issue for me. I was willing to accept the 6D Mark II with the, the, the major issues I felt that it had uh, in order to have the full frame sensor uh, that the G, uh, that the GH5 and the uh, 80D don't have. The other option was Canon's new mirrorless, the M50, um, which does record in 4K but has a major crop when you do. Again, don't care about 4K for vlogging, um, but what I do like about it is the flip-out screen, of course, and it's a much lighter weight uh, camera. Uh, the price obviously is very nice as well. I think if I wasn't doing professional video production, uh, those options would have been something that I would have really strongly considered. But if I'm in a pinch and I need to use a camera uh, for some quick B-roll or what have you, I just feel safer with the 6D Mark II, even with that horrible IPB compression. I just feel a little safer with it than I do with that Canon M50 and the 80D. So those were all the things behind the decision. Again, there weren't a lot of options because a flip out screen was absolutely essential, um, but I ended up going with the 6D Mark II. I'd be curious what you guys think. Like, am I just sort of using the flip out screen as a crutch? Is it, is it really not that necessary with vlogging? I know that Matty H and Peter McKinnon and other vloggers use uh, cameras like they use the 1DX but other vloggers use Sony cameras without flip out screens and they don't have a problem because the autofocus is so good and they use wide lenses they just sort of you know know what what where the camera needs to be in order to capture themselves correctly uh, so I, I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm depending on the flip out screen too much maybe it's it's something that uh, an unnecessary crutch for me as a new vlogger I don't know let me know what you guys think in the comments but again I can't thank you all enough for watching this vlog if you like this video please hit that like button if you are not a subscriber and want to get updates with regular videos that I post please hit that subscribe button we've got a lot of cool things coming on the horizon with this channel and the gear that we use some of the stuff that goes on uh, as a pr production company here in Omaha and the things that we do to run this business. I'd really love for you guys to join us as we continue to grow as a YouTube channel. If you have any comments, uh, again, we love feedback. What kind of videos do you wanna see more of? What insight can you give us to help us along in our journey as vloggers? and a production company. We love that interaction, so hit us up in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. I think that's gonna do it for today's video. Thanks again, everyone, for watching, and I'll see you again soon.